Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping an experience, which is something we've never done before. Uh, we're talking about our trip to Disneyland. But more importantly, I mean, let's be real. Uh, as Marvel and Star Wars nerds, we spent two days, one day at Galaxy's Edge and the other day at Avengers Campus. So um, that's what we're talking about here today. Uh, and look, if you're... I, I wouldn't say there's anything too outrageous here that we'll be discussing that is going to make you like not enjoy your trip if you go but you know we're going to talk about everything so like if you want to be surprised by things i guess you could call it spoilers uh or if you don't want to be surprised you can look at it as advice uh so uh if you if, if you're sensitive to that get on out of here but if not please join us on this adventure and uh, I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Tommy. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I, you know, like your spiritual guardian, like Mufasa, looking over top of you. I too was looking over uh, you while you went to Disney. Yeah, Tommy, you're gonna be like. Uh, I mean, we. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need somebody to like yell at about what we did, right? Because uh, I, I don't know that Jake and I have been able to like really express to people how much fun we had. And I think you're somebody that's going to like be perfect to actually understand what we did. So while you weren't actually there, you are probably the perfect person to come with us on this podcast. Um, but I said his name already. I will introduce him. It's my brother, Jake Arrear. How are you, Jake? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very excited to talk about this. Michael, you made a great point that we have not been able to talk about this much. I was able to tell my grandmother a little bit about the experience. And when I told her that when I cried seeing some certain Star Wars things, I got some weird looks. So I'm excited to not be judged about this. No, no, no. Now <laughs> I need a channel, your your grandmother. Now I need to be the one with the weird looks. Uh, call, me, call me Grandma Tommy today. <laughs> uh in all seriousness though like i i didn't like i'd always heard like especially like big fans they see it and they're blown away and they're like shaken to tears and i'm like i don't buy into it that's not me i'm not going to cry but when i got there like i was like sh i was like having a physical reaction i was shaking and then i think it was I, I, after a little while like we went to the restroom and i was just in the restroom like i thought i was gonna throw up like i was like blown away like is is probably one of the coolest experiences of my life being a star wars fan especially galaxy's edge um so yeah loved all of it yeah no i totally get that because like disney being that disney kid i was i was never that kid I, I didn't go to disney until i was an adult now like a couple years ago and i was always like eh, it's probably not as good as everyone says but it does immerse you in specifically like i haven't been to avengers which we'll be talking about but i have been to galaxy's edge and just walking in there it's beautiful and it just like there's so much detail on just the smallest thing so i totally get that same feeling michael yes so uh the way this is gonna work today guys we are going to basically go through different highlights if you will of each land and we're going to start with galaxy's edge um, this was the first park that we visited. And again, uh, we spent the whole day there. And, and I, I don't think that like Galaxy's Edge was bigger than I expected it to be. But I don't think like an, any normal person would spend 12 hours there. You know, like <laughs> you don't need 12 hours at Galaxy's Edge unless you're a fan and you just like want to be in that world. And, and that's... That's that's what we did. So yeah, next time we go, we'll see you guys uh, 
opened up a tent in the market over years uh tools <laughs> perfect well yeah we're gonna have a shot uh jake i want you to like help describe to the audience what it was like when we first walked in because this was probably like the coolest part of especially like our first experience there um go ahead yeah it was it was incredible so we we showed up at open before open we were at the line and the gates were still closed and we had to wait there and we got in and we walked through disneyland and you know that was cool and all but when we <clears throat> took that right and went through that tunnel and we could slowly hear the music and the sound of alien animals and starships taking off and we turned that corner and to see galaxy's edge literally empty us being the like very very few people to walk in it was magic and we looked around we saw the ships and we saw of course one of the first things we saw was the millennium falcon and we were able to take a picture in front of the millennium falcon with no other people around which is not something you see very often anytime you see someone uh visit galaxy's edge they get their picture in front of the millennium falcon but they're surrounded by people but uh, it's so cool that we were able to just for an hour to be there without many, not may, maybe like 10, 15, like people that weren't working there as guests. I mean, it was, it was that, that was magic. Yeah, that was really, cause that, that's not something that like, <clears throat> I, like people prepared me for the worst, right? They're like, get there super early first hour we were there. Like, that was not what I was prepared for at all. Like I, I just figured it was going to be packed from like minute one. And it was just that, that was really cool. Tommy, was that your experience at all? What was it like when you went? Yeah, I went pre COVID, like almost like, like really close to around when everything started shutting down and it was pretty bad. It was like, we obviously were fighting for the uh, rise of the resistance ride to get spots. Cause this was, when it was like first cover came out. It was like a hot commodity and uh, we had to like run. We like went through, snuck through some lines, talked to a, a worker there and was able to just barely get in right when they uh, opened the tickets for rise of the resistance. And we did end up getting it, but yeah, it was way more packed. Was it, was it packed the whole day or not packed the whole day? It was like the, first hour was like pretty empty and the, i mean there's there was a so like you said a handful of people but considering how big the park was it felt basically empty for like an hour but at, after that hour it got fairly packed it's still wild right. yeah mine was like they were like outside in the store there there was people trying to sell their children to get into disney that's how packed it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it did become madness after a while um but yeah, I, I I was just like, I was just so blown away by like the detail. I think that was like the thing that like really like shook me is like every little thing was was something right. Just like a reference to something else. Uh, especially we'll talk about uh, uh, Doc Ondors eventually, which is probably the coolest place on earth, let alone the park. So uh, yeah. We will let's let's do this. We're gonna go ahead and dive in. So we we kind of have uh, each park broken up into four sections, and this is like uh, they both kind of had the same thing: uh, the experiences, the rides, the food, and the characters. So we'll start with the experience, and, and I think like the like I, I would like to talk about Doc 
uh, Andor's as a whole. But the biggest like experience that I got to get there was building a lightsaber. And I was able to bring a guest. So Jake was able to come to, he didn't build his. He, well, I'll let him talk about what he bought instead. Um, but uh, yeah, building that lightsaber, I had seen videos of like people doing it. So like, I was pretty aware of what the experience would be like, but again, that was still like kind of an emotional thing. Like I'm, and I like, I've never had like a real lightsaber. Like I know you can like buy those things online. Jake has a few, uh, but I, I always like, uh, it, like I never felt like anything that I saw would ever be worth what I wanted. And uh, the lightsaber there was totally worth it. So you, so I guess I'll let you know, you go in, and this was something I didn't really expect. And I don't know if it was like this when you went, Tommy, but there was like four types of lightsabers you could initially choose from. There was like an elemental one. There was like a, a Jedi one, a Sith one, and then some other kind. But I, I chose the Sith one. I thought the Sith one looked the coolest. And also whenever I had like seen people build a saber from uh galaxy's edge i never saw like the sith style one so i was like all right i, I don't think many people pick that so that's what i'm going for so i went all out i got the red crystal and everything um tommy did you build a lightsaber when you went no so my roommate did and i was his guest but the whole experience was wild of like they really immerse you into it it's not like just building a lightsaber it's like they have a whole backstory they have all this like you you get kind of shaky in that room like i th i have a video of the entire process because it was just for me it was cool and i knew he would want it and like i've rewatched it and it still gives me goosebumps but yeah deciding on the four i like that like i've read into the lore a, a little bit of that is talked about actually in like rebels and like a couple others we learned about like the different like the guardian was always a lightsaber i thought was cool um there were the temple yeah the temple guardian and like i did like that they had these different choices you could almost mix and match uh inside of that that uh, one so not each lightsaber is exactly unique if you if i pick a sith one and you pick a sith one uh we can pick different parts and it's still like unique to us which i thought was cool too yeah all right so what was it like jake as a guest and then i also want you to talk about the lightsabers you got um it was uh, it was it was insane being a fly on the wall for that um just watching a room, a room full of Star Wars nerds get their dreams come true. And, you know, as they walked you through it and talked about the different parts, and there's even some surprises that happens right before you like initially ignite your lightsaber. Like it was all so cool. It was just, it was just awesome. Um, and as for myself, can I, can I show them? I'm still very, yeah, we, uh, the audio people will not listen, but I will describe what they are as you show them. Um, so I got them. You get you get them in this awesome like it looks metal, but it's a plastic case. In this felt lined case lies two lightsabers, and those being Ahsoka Tano's Clone Wars lightsabers, and it, oh my goodness, they're just. They're my, they're my pride and joy because Ahsoka awesome. is <laughs> such a special character to me. Um, I love her so much. Um, I got them at Doc Ondors, which is where you can get different like characters' lightsabers. I almost got Luke's from Return of the Jedi, but there was something that I wasn't a big fan of, and then I just glanced over and saw those, and I was like, how much are those? And she was like, do you want to hold them? And I think she wanted me to hold them before I figured out how much they were because then I held them and I was like, it doesn't matter how much they are. I'm buying them. 
That's awesome. I, it, everything in that store I want. Like everything is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to talk about Doc Gondors because it doesn't really fit into any of these categories we have described, but it probably was my favorite place. So if you're not familiar with Doc Ondor, he is basically like uh, – uh, he, he collects artifacts, I guess. And mm-hmm. he has like – I mean, so it's it's like this shop you go in and um, there's all – it's probably like it has the coolest stuff that you can buy in Galaxy's Edge. But it also has like some really cool – like it's got like uh, the heads of animals mounted on the wall and like blasters and uh like, helmets of different characters yeah. or like different sections of like Mandalorians and Sith acolytes yeah. yeah it's got like everything and not like i really didn't buy much the only thing i bought the whole well i bought a food thing but i bought this like the one of their the stones with like a oh. word of wisdom on them oh. they're like three bucks i'm like i i got two of them and uh but like i just liked looking around at everything there was creatures inside but you know bottles everything was so thought out even just like i like looking at products so seeing the different products that they came up with for this store was just wild to see yeah if i had a little bit more money i probably would have gotten a holocron those were really cool they had a lot of those Mm -hmm. um uh but yeah yeah like you said there's like there's like different displays there was one that was really cool it was like it was like the side view of a sarlacc pit and it would like show you what it looks like underground and like you could see like the entire creature and uh, it like moved and stuff. Yeah, there's just like so many cool little things in there. Yeah, I wanted the chessboard, the giant, the oh. Chewbacca's uh, board. Oh yeah, there there was something I really liked in there. Um, so in Palpatine's office on Coruscant, you can there's these big golden statues of these old ancient what I believe are Sith. And you can get these little miniature versions that are made out of like a good metal. So they weren't cheap, but if I if they if they were like made out of like a plastic or something or something cheaper, I was like I definitely would have gotten this because this just would have been a cool little thing to have on my desk. That's cool. See, I liked when I talk about like all the different things they thought of. I like how much of it came from the movies, the TV shows, like even like Rebels, like. You know, and this was Rogue One, but now it's even bigger deal in uh, Bad Batch. But seeing like the little like Stormtroopers doll and um, all that yeah. stuff, like it was cool to like vi- actually visualize it and like be able to touch it with my own hands now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that that was definitely one of my favorite parts for sure. Um, let's move on to the ride section. Um, there's two different rides in Galaxy's Edge. There's Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Res- Resistance. Now, Smuggler's Run, that was one of the first things we did when we entered the park. And again, that was because nobody was there. There was a sign that said the wait was five minutes. And I guess, I guess, like, the park wasn't full, but I think everybody had that same idea. So the line was a little long when we got into, like, the area, but uh, it was fairly quick still. Uh, we ended up riding it twice. Uh, now, it, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's you're basically sitting in the cockpit of, of, of the Millennium Falcon and um, you're on a mission and there's there's two pilots, there's two gunners and I, I guess you, there's two engineers or if you only had five, there'd be one engineer. Um, but you all had your own tasks. Uh, Jake and I were the pilots both times. Uh, and I, I, that, I, I don't know how we got stuck doing that because we <laughs> talked about wanting to do the gunners, but it was fun. I, I feel like that was probably the most involved portion um, Joe and I got. I did it five times. Do you know what I got every single time? Uh, engineer. <laughs> no. The engineer. Where you just <laughs> press buttons. 
every single time we literally me and my roommate were trying to bargain with the guy and just be like please like just let us do it. i don't care what it is just something else please because <laughs> you can't really watch oh, no. the screen you can't see what's happening because you have to concentrate on these buttons so you're literally just looking at a wall with these buttons on it not seeing any of the beautiful um planets that you're visiting on this ride <laughs> yeah um so I, I'll say this, bit, like it, picture this, right? It's you're in a shopping mall. It's it's 2010. There is a giant black shuttle sitting in the middle of the mall, and you can pay fifteen dollars to go inside of it. And you the screens pop up, and it jumps around, and it makes you feel like you're in a spaceship. That's basically what it is. Um, so, but with that being said, it's like that, like on it's like that on drugs right it's like times 10 uh because the screens are incredible like i I felt like i was in there and uh yeah so much fun what what did you think of all of that jake oh it was it was awesome uh can i talk about who kind of prepped us for the mission yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we you know you you go through this hangar that's the wait line. And then you kind of get up closer to the Millennium Falcon. And before you enter in the Millennium Falcon, kind of who preps you on what you're going to be doing is Hondo Anaka, which is this awesome character who kind of pops up throughout Star Wars, this pirate who's almost like a Lando Calrissian where he's like, he's good. He's definitely a hero, but he definitely has a shady side. And did you guys just- know that, that Hondo, did you know that going in or were you surprised by that? I knew he. I knew he was in the park. I didn't know where, so that was cool to see. Him. Yeah, I I knew about him, but it was just so cool seeing him and like knowing he's an animatronic, but still moves pretty naturally. Um, and you know he's getting us ready. He's saying some shady stuff, kind of like acting like this is gonna be a walk in the park, uh, even though you know realistically that's not. You're taking a legendary ship on a very dangerous mission and nearly destroy it. Uh, it, it was super cool. Um, the, the ride itself was super awesome. The visuals blew my mind, you know, what we saw outside of the cockpit and how everything controlled, um, you know, hitting, hitting in the hyperspace drive. And like, it was, oh, I'm going to say the word magic many times through this. And that was definitely magic. Yeah, what did you guys think of like just the set design in general in this spot? Like, I remember there was just so many little details, but also like, what was your experience like walking onto the Millennium Falcon? Like, you were in it. <laughs> I mean, I oh. hate to say it, but like the ride was cool, but I just being in the Millennium Falcon, it's because it's not. I mean, it's the Millennium Falcon, right? Like they yeah. built it out. It's not like like you break the fourth wall and there's like. A, a break room back there or something you know it, it's like the actual Millennium falcon and there were like there were like other corridors that were like sectioned off and like you could tell the ship like continued on right it, it, so that was mm-hmm. like really incredible um yeah I, like that just being there was enough for me yeah yeah and sitting in that like the iconic the circle chair the, or the you know like the little lounge like that we did that too and it was just like it's cool because you do you feel right in, and that's the thing disney does well with any of their rides um is like you feel like you're really in the movie like it's not like somewhere it's like they use too many um like 3d technology where it's like oh it's a screen and they're kind of there it's like they literally build the things in front of you <laughs> absolutely 
we also did uh, Star Tours, which is outside of Galaxy's Edge. It's a, I, I, I guess it's pretty old. It, it was there before Galaxy's Edge. But uh, it's pretty incredible when you kind of see the contrast between that. Because Star Tours is like, uh, uh, it's more of so like a um, uh, movie theater experience, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, there's like, it just doesn't feel like Star Wars, right? There's like some of the ships, I'm like, this this is not a Star Wars thing. There's like the one <laughs> droid, it's like, I think he might have been from like a different Disney movie. I don't, I don't know, but it like it didn't, like it didn't all click. But when you get to Galaxy's Edge, like it's it's masterful. My favorite part of Star Tours is when you walk in. One of the first ships you see is this very. It looks like just a giant rectangle, and it says something along the lines of Star Cruiser One Thousand, which is like not really what what. It wasn't Star Cruiser, but it was something really ridiculous. One thousand, and it was yeah. like that's just not like that's not a Star Wars ship name. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It's a weird ride. Uh, I remember it just gave me the worst like backache afterwards because like it moves you around <laughs> so much. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, I believe that that the Starship Cruiser Star Tour Cruiser can be seen in Rogue One in like the giant Ooh. scene with all the ships on it. You can see the little star uh, star ship. I will have to look. Really, at that. it's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's smuggler. Uh, oh, Tom, I want to ask you this because the cool thing about Smuggler's Run is uh, you, there's alternate endings, right? Uh, based on how well you do. Um, Jake and I, we beat the mission both times. Once, like you have to like secure these canisters. One time we got one canister, the other time we got two canisters, and then like there was like a slightly different ending for the second one, but nothing crazy tommy did you experience anything different when you played you know it's hard to remember from all those buttons i was pushing and how important (laughs) i important i was to my crew i was just doing my job uh i i think we got one canister i know we succeeded most of the times but i i don't remember anything like special happening i remember like hondo coming on and being like you did it ah i'm hondo I, I would like to go back and try to fail and see what happens. Yeah, I, that's the cool thing. Like this, and we'll talk about another one with Guardians. Is like it is cool that they have alternate uh, versions because it makes you want to ride it more because you want to get all the different versions. Nice. All right, so let's move on to the other ride, Rise of the Resistance. So this is where I'll preface. I, I, I was having a lot of trouble. I was having trouble with my Disney app and a lot of these new rides you have to get in a virtual queue to uh, like, there's not even a line you have to get in the virtual queue. And if your app is not working, you will not get in that virtual queue. So basically my issue was I could not link my account to my tickets. I, I don't know how, I don't know what I was doing wrong. It just wouldn't recognize my tickets. So every time I went to get in a virtual queue line, uh, it would ask me to put in my ticket number. I put it in, and it says it's invalid, even though I just copied and pasted it right from the email, right? Um, long story short, I was never able to get into a virtual queue. I knew that Jake was super excited for Rise of Resistance, probably more so than me, so I, I was fine to let him go, and I kind of explored a little more. Um, but we'll talk about how that plays into it a little bit later. With that being said, I did not ride Rise of the Resistance Jake did, so I'm excited to, for Jake to talk about it. But Tommy, I, I wasn't sure. Did you actually? I, I know you said you tried. Did you ride it? Yeah, we we got on. Uh, it's wild. It really is just like you talk about like uh, 
in in your in smugglers you talk about like seeing it the screens and making it feel like you're right there there's a part in rise that you feel like you're right there there's like these ships are everywhere and it's just like you feel like you're in it and i'm like what what did i sign up for yeah rise of the resistance was definitely insane it's it it's hard to call it a ride because there's so much like there's walking and sitting down and having to move around and do certain things. Uh, and there's holograms and animatronics and you're being attacked and so much. And I do want to say that one part when you're, you're going through kind of like this battle station and you're seeing these cannons go off and out the uh, viewport, you see these ships exploding and even there's even a part where you have to get in an escape pod and you're basically flying through this battlefield the space battlefield. I mean, it was like, it, it was nothing I've ever experienced before. It was, yeah. it was so insane. I wouldn't even use the word magic. It was just insane. It was weird because it, <laughs> it, you're right. It had like almost like three parts to it. And like, there was like <clears throat> lines in between. It was like, Oh, you're on this thing. All right. Now you're going on to this one. But I never felt once I was on the ride. Cause I'll tell you like when I was in line, the ride shut down. So we were in line for like two hours. We could have got out, but we're like, no, we don't want to lose the opportunity. So he stayed there. Uh, but once you're in, like when you're in those other lines, it goes by so quick. Cause you're so immersed by it all. They have like, everyone's in, in costume and also in character. So like they have people dressed up like Imperials and like me and my roommate would like do pranks with like, we were, the whole day we were there, we decided that I was part of the rebels and he, or yeah. And he was part of the empire. So anytime we saw empire people, he would throw me under the bus and vice versa. So we saw these Imperial guards and Jason's like, he's a rebel. And the, then they started harassing me. Like they just went with the improv right off the bat. We're like getting a ride for the ride. And they're like, we got our eyes on you. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. The Star Troopers were very funny. They, they were cracking me up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jake, is there any other little highlights from that, from that, uh, I do kind of want to piggyback off what Tommy said. There was of um, there is kind of like a weird pause in the middle of the ride where um, you get you get off this ship and all of a sudden you're on a star destroyer, first order star destroyer, and you have to like, they're putting you, they're grouping you together with different people to be like, all right, you're gonna go in this prison cell, you're gonna go in this prison cell, and I can't. I wasn't very clear exactly where I should go. So I was like trying to get help from this first order officer. But at the same time, I was kind of scared because I was like all my life. I've seen like separatist and empire and first order be evil in movies. I'm kind of afraid to ask for help. And when I did, they, they were like, oh, right there, you're going right there. And don't ask any more questions. Like, all right, all right. I'm sorry. It was very, it, you know, even though it was kind of like a weird stop in the ride, it, it, they made, they made it feel natural, made it feel, you know, still Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. Another cool part is like, they do stuff with Kylo. That's really cool. Just like he's in a trying but like, he is kind of terrifying what they do. And they use good, like cool. They, they do a good job of using the ride to their advantage. Like they'll use the force, but they'll have the ride jerk you. So it does feel like you're actually getting like pulled by the force at times. And, mm -hmm. and some other cool things that, uh, yeah, it, it, there was definitely a lot of detail that went into it. All right, so let's move on to food. And food, I, I mean, like, 
I don't know. Like, if you're not familiar with Galaxy's Edge, you might be like, why do you have a whole section about food? But food was, like, one of the things I was most excited about going into Galaxy's Edge because mm-hmm. it's it's very much, like, you get your blue milk, you get your green milk, you get Bronto wraps, and it's all, it's all like, Star Wars-themed stuff, and it makes you feel like it really engrosses you into the world. So uh, I was very excited for all this. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we, there was three different places that were open at the time that we went. Docking Bay 7... Uh, which was kind of felt more, uh, I guess, Docking Bay 7 and Ronto Roasters were both like, I guess, lunch spots. Um, Ro- Ronto Roasters was more like an outdoor patio area. Docking Bay 7 was indoors. Uh, and then Ogus Cantina, which is uh, a bar. And that was a lot of fun. But um, yeah, uh, Jake, I, you want to tell me like some of your favorite foods and experiences when it comes to all that? Uh, I think best food experience was Docking Bay 7. I liked Ronto Roasters, and I liked having a Ronto wrap, but I'm not going to lie. I believe there was, like, a slab of chicken or maybe turkey. I couldn't really tell in there that was, like, drier than a bone. And the sauce in there and the cabbage and, like, the, the, the schnitzel that was in there was all good, but, like, the, the, the what would you say? Like the pita was like kind of like tough, you know, it wasn't the best. I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best, but like docking base seven, we got fried tip yip, which I'm not even entirely sure what a tip yip is, but I know that it was chicken and mac and cheese and veggies. And we also, I got this like dessert, this Batu ball that was like, it, it looked like a Michelin star restaurant dessert. It, it was like very art like, articulated. Well, and little uh what would you call like garnishes uh, garnishes exactly and like the the custard on the side was like in a spiral it was it was very uh fancy for like star wars but i loved it i loved it uh docking base 7 was great i will say we tried more beverages than anything you know between the green milk and the blue milk and the melu run and the tatooine sunset and everything at Oga's cantina like we tried so we drank all sorts of beverages and it's hard to pick a favorite between any of those because they were all really good. Each brought something different to the table uh, in their looks and in their taste. And even the fuzzy Tauntaun, which I'm sure we'll get to is super interesting to drink. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll probably say like, I like everything. The Ronto wrap probably it was my favorite, but I still actually really enjoyed it. Um, probably the least favorite thing i tried was the blue and green milk like in hindsight because it wasn't maybe it wasn't necessarily what i was expecting because it's not really like milk it's more like slushy right um Mm -hmm. but i didn't think it necessarily tasted all that great i wasn't like dying to have another so um with that being said though uh the what was the the cold brew they had Basically, oh, it yeah. It was cold brew coffee, and they would put – this is a new one, Tommy, I believe, so I don't know if – Yeah, you know. I don't know anything about it was this. A, it was a cold brew coffee, and then the top was layered with, like, cream cheese, and then they would put, like – it was, like, cocoa puffs on top of that. So um, uh, it was actually – that was, like – hey, there's like, there's I think there's two points where, like, we got to go get – we got to get more, uh, more cold Wait, more cold okay, brew. I just need to, like, stuff down. They put cream cheese – in yes. it, it's a cream cheese cold foam okay. so it's like okay. and it doesn't it didn't taste a ton like cream cheese i'm picturing you took your philadelphia out the fridge all right that's a little different 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. The tip up was that chicken was like, it came, it looked like, I mean, it was like fried chicken, but it was like a cube, which was like, again, it's like, it's always like, uh, there's always just like that right twist to make it feel like something Star Wars related. So that was, that was weird, but very good. Um, yeah, and then Oga's Cantina was just, like, so cool. It, it very much felt like the scum and villainy of Disneyland inside the cantina because it was, like, mostly, like, it was, like, the parents getting away from their kids to come into Oga's Cantina and have a drink. And then it was also, like, uh, just, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I felt like I could have bought drugs from some of the people in there even. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, that, that was, like, a fun experience altogether. Um, you could Tommy, buy some do you have death sticks in there. Yeah, death sticks. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, do you have any food highlights from when you went? Does anybody want a death stick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the Ronto wrapper. That's the only one I had. I liked it. I like Sammy's though, but I, I get what you're saying. Pete is one of those things. It can get really dry <laughs> really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I just like the, again, I'm always going to talk about set because my roommate does like art stuff on movies. And, like, the set of Ronto roasters was so cool where they have, like, the droid, like, uh, uh, running the rotisserie. And they're, like, using a jet to basically, you know, a rocket to to uh, cook the meat. I thought that was, like, really cool looking. Um, and, like I said, I liked it. Uh, I had the popcorn before it became the new popcorn. I just had caramel. But I did get the little uh, mouse droid that came with it. And so he sits there now. You got one, too? Yeah. Yeah, I don't pull it out somewhere up there or something. Yeah, uh, and that was all good. I went to Ogun Cantina. I didn't really do much in Docking Bay. I think Jason ate there, and I think he enjoyed it. But uh, Oga's Cantina, so cool. When I went, it was like you had to get reservations two days ahead of time before you were even going. Um, it was like you could only be there for like – you could get two drinks, and you like and you could only be there for like 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, uh, yikes. But the, I, the drinks were good. The, the atmosphere was cool. The robot, DJ – the, the dj up there uh yeah it it's fun <laughs> yeah so that was kind of like the same experience the big difference i think this was like a covid thing that they started doing but again it was kind of like a virtual sign up they had like a uh, a qr code at the front you scan that and you could like get in line on your phone and then you could like go explore the rest of the park and they would tell you when it's time um so that was really cool and both times i don't think we waited any longer than 20 minutes really um Mm -hmm. so it was pretty easy to get in and yeah i think we had a 45 minute time period that we were allowed to be in there um i I think one time we probably got close to that 45 minute i don't think they would have like really thrown us out if we if we stayed like an hour but um yeah yeah, that was uh i didn't try a whole lot of like the mixed drinks i'm not like big into that stuff but um the i jake yeah i want you to talk about tell people what the fuzzy tauntaun is so I tried all sorts of stuff, the Takadana Quencher, the the uh, Gold Squadron Lager, the um but I would say the most interesting I was definitely the fuzzy tauntaun and I knew what it was going into it, but the people we were sitting next to didn't and I sh- probably should have told him, but what makes the fuzzy tauntaun special, it's a mixed drink with this foam on top. And the foam is a numbing agent for your lips and tongue. And, uh, it was just, it was a very weird experience drinking that I almost couldn't even taste the drink because my tongue was numb, but, um, 
that was super interesting. When I ordered it, the guy was like, you know what you're getting yourself into, right? And I was like, yes, yes, I, I do. I'm excited. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I really liked just the atmosphere of uh, Ogus Cantina. You know, they had DJ Rex spinning the tunes. They had this cool, like, trap remix of the Cantina band. <laughs> it was, you know, that was really cool. Uh, loved that place. Yeah, just to get back to the people we were sitting next to, that was probably, like, one of the funniest moments there when that guy, because he had told me what it was, and he got it, and I, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize he didn't know what he was getting into, but he was drinking it. And, like, you could tell, like, maybe, like, three minutes into the drink, he just, like, picks up his glass. He goes, what is in this? <laughs> like, he was like, what is happening to me right now? That was funny. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll, we'll kind of – we want to get to Avengers Campus. So let, let's talk briefly about some of the characters. Um, and, again, yeah, everyone – all of the all of the, the staff there, they're in character, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I, you, there, you, there wasn't a whole lot of highlights for me as far as the characters go. I know Jake's gonna have a funny story about Chewbacca, but uh, Tommy, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that like you could spend the entire day just talking to the characters in this in Star Wars because it's like there's even like small ones. Like I remember someone finding out there was like a character that's from either Rogue One or it's like or maybe Solo. There's like a character that's like somewhat a big deal, but not really has been anything. Or maybe it's from the books or something. And they like sh- they have her in the park, like doing her thing. And like I remember there was like a, a droid guy who just like in the droid graveyard. I'm just like sitting there. And this guy comes out and he's like talking to people about droids. Like he's his job is just to be in that graveyard and just like talk to people and like show them different droid things. Uh my like fun experience, because I think all of it was like seeing all of them was cool, but uh R2 shows up, and this is like my roommate's favorite character. And again, we've had this bit all day where it's like I I yell at him, you know tell people he's an empire. So I went up to R two and was like, hey, this guy's part of the empire. And then the controllers of of R two love this. They start having R two freak out. He's like going back and forth. He's all busted. <laughs> And everyone's just now yelling at my roommate, Jason, just being like, get out of here, you empire scum. Like, leave. And he's like, all I wanted to do was see R2, who's my favorite character. He's like, (laughs) and now he hates me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Jake, you have a similar story about Chewbacca. Yeah, I... Well, first off, we we saw all sorts of characters. I even had a little negotiation with Kylo about getting some credits. I was pretending to be a bounty hunter. Uh, Ray gave us a funny pun, but one of the first characters we saw was Chewbacca. He was hanging out by a starship. He was probably working on it or, or something. And, you know, we we're like, oh, that's that's Chewie. We got to go say what's up. And so we went and we we talked to him and I was I was wearing a jacket with all sorts of patches on it. And, you know, anywhere from Empire to Rebels to Resistance to First Order to Bounty Hunter stuff to clone stuff. You know, it was it was just a mishmash of everything. Star Wars. So. He, he had pretty mixed reactions. He was pointing out different ones and being like, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. And uh, eventually he saw my shirt, which was just this big Boba Fett on it. And he he, he shook his head and he went around the corner and he grabbed, he grabbed a wrench and started beating it in his hand like he was about to do something bad to me. Uh, I got I got a little fearful because Chewie's a big guy. I was I was scared that I was about to get my kneecaps bent backwards, but luckily there was another cast member there that was able to talk Chewie out of beating me to a pulp. 
but yeah, that was pretty funny. It was it was just cool, you know, staying in character. You know, no Chewie really doesn't like Boba for what he did to Han, so like, you know, that that little stuff makes sense. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, honestly, I, I could go on like another forty minutes about Galaxy's Edge. Like we didn't even touch. There's like a there's like a cool pet shop. There's you mentioned the droid graveyard. There's I mean there's the so droid much. depot. Yeah, yes. there's, there's so much cool stuff there. So, um, and there's like a marketplace next to the Rontos where they just have. Like, we talked about the one shop that was cool. It's like it, they had like little markets, and it felt like again like I always go back to Rebels, but I it it really felt like Rebels influenced a lot of this, even though like it's mostly. It has to do with you know the race storyline, but it does feel like that where you're walking down the marketplace, even Bad Batch, where they're walking down the marketplace and they stop and they talk to different merchants. Like that's how it felt going back, going there. Yeah, the the merchants were. I I felt like some of the best uh, staff were in those shops, and uh, they were kind of like they're a lot of fun to talk to. So, um, but yeah, like I said, we can go on forever, but we have another we have another park to talk about. So we will move on to day two of our adventure, which, and, and I think it's fitting. I, I don't think this was, it, it's a little bit smaller um, and there's, there was a little bit less to do, but we went to Avengers campus and, and it makes sense because it was brand new. I think it was probably like, probably like the same amount of things to do when galaxy's edge first opened. So um, we will, we will dive into Avengers campus. Uh, Jake, what were like your first impressions of Avengers campus? Uh, it was really cool. Um, you know, just to be in the MCU, there's all sorts of things to check out little nooks and crannies, um, characters galore. Like, I don't know if it was just our day at galaxy's edge, but we, you know, we saw like three main characters and a lot of cool crew members and some stormtroopers, but like Avengers campus, I saw like three fourths of the Avengers and Loki. So like, that was really cool. Um, and you know the shops were great you know all, all in all it was, a, it was a pretty good time i i enjoyed it what's it um, like walking up to it? like you know you described star wars star wars and I, i've seen it so i know what you're talking about it's like almost like off on its own you had to go around like a curve and stuff what what is this one like when you get into to that side of the park what's it like uh going up to it uh it's it's a little more uh it's not quite the same experience because it's more of like a sharp left and you're there there's a big avenger sign out front um and you walk a little further and then you see like the web slingers place and uh yeah it's it's a little more natural and again i mean it's uh the mcu is based in the real world so it's not as like jarring walking through there but um yeah it's pretty straightforward there's nothing too crazy going on especially at the entrance um but yeah there was like a there's a cool like spider-man shop that was probably one of the first things we went into and they just had a bunch of, they had these, uh, and we'll talk about them a little more, but they had these like little, uh, I don't know what you, there's like a little, little droid, spider droids that you like remote control, I guess. So, um, that was a big selling point there, I think. So, um, now we'll talk about, we'll dive into like the experiences. So I guess the big one was, was it like every hour they did like, they did like a performance and there, so mm. the inside, uh, probably the coolest building there was like the Avengers compound. I was a little annoyed because there was like some doors in the front that looked like you could go in, but they would not let you go in. I don't, maybe that was a COVID thing. I don't know, but it was like, uh, I really wanted to go in there and we were not allowed to. But anyways, 
there was the Avengers compounds and it had like balconies and you could see like the, the helicarrier on top and all this cool stuff. So, but they would do like a performance every hour. And basically what it was is I, I assume the performance would change based on like whatever movies out or TV shows on, but this one had black widow and it was very much inspired by the movie and uh, taskmaster was there and, uh, Black Panther shows up to like help save the day, but that was that was a lot of fun. That was especially like we went to. Now I will say Pim's Lab. It was probably the only place to eat there. We'll get to that, but um, it was much harder to get into. So we were hanging out at like the Pim's Bar right next to it, and we were kind of like sitting there and watching the stuff unfold. And it was like, uh, yeah, it was just like it was almost like a little play. It was uh, that was that was cool. What do you think about that, Jake? uh yeah it was really interesting there's cool like um choreographed fighting and like smoke bombs going off on the balcony and black panther had a bow staff for some reason and i was like i never thought i'd see that but that was super cool um and right beneath there uh every once in a while we had our we had our good boy tony come out and say what's up he was i think you know for a majority I actually just about everybody um, that we saw was up on that balcony where that uh, little show took place. But I think, I think Iron Man could come down cause he was all masked up and that didn't really matter. And he was taking pictures of people, even though he was behind like this little chain and the guests were on the other side of the chain, but they were still taking pictures. He was waving. Hello. I got some pictures of him. We didn't really approach him, but yeah, that, uh, that, that just sitting there watching things unfold was really cool. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite, kind of jumping off board here, but one of my favorite characters that we saw was, and this was interesting because I had seen photos before of Loki in the park, and this was around, it was like after the first episode, somebody like spotted Loki, and he was wearing like his shirt and tie like he would in the show. And, um, but I guess what was interesting was after every episode uh, that week, Loki would be like wearing whatever outfit he had that week. So, we went after uh, the penultimate episode, so he was in like the vote Loki costume, which was cool. So I get that 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 was a lot of fun, um, and he was just like standing on the balcony, like waving his arms. And, <laughs> he was being, being super Loki. goofy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's cool though. Like it's it's cool. I mean, we've seen it all the time in Marvel doing that extra detail and just like going out and getting extra costumes just so that it stays with the narrative you're pushing is, is like really clever. Yeah. And again, it was just, it was kind of convenient that it, I, and I guess it wasn't convenient that it was a black widow show. I guess, again, they'll probably change that up with every, every movie that comes out, but, um, let's move you, on. I do want to, well, Oh yeah. I, yeah sorry. I just want to say there was another show that happened that we didn't, we only saw once and we didn't really see it because there was a ton of people. It wasn't like up on a balcony. So it was hard to see, but there was this area that was very obviously a Doctor Strange area. And we were like, there's there's some something's gotta happen here. It's way too intricate, way too cool, just to like nothing for it to be done here. And so later on we saw the we walked by and we saw the door open and Doctor Strange was there casting spells at Dormammu. And we were like, Oh, this is insane. And he closes, he turns around, does a cool pose, says some superhero stuff, and it's over. And I don't know if that's necessarily a show, but that was like a cool little thing that happened. I would have liked to have gotten a better view for that for sure. 
But yeah. yeah. I think they have more plans because I, I did see that they kind of built out the Doctor Strange stuff, and I, I got to imagine they're going to do more with him eventually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was cool. That Doctor Strange area was cool because it was almost just it was almost like just a place like for photo opportunities because there was like a lot of like illusions in the ground that made it look like you were getting like sucked into like portals or uh, cool. yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff over. Michael, what would you have done if uh, if that week they would have done alligator Loki instead? Oh my gosh, I'll say this: oh. there, there is a there is a woman there. She had a stuffed alligator Loki. And I was like, I want that so bad. And Jake was like, I'll, I'll find out where she got it. And he, he like he chased her down. And apparently she built it on her own. Like she, she bought the alligator and made the hat and put it on there. So you should be selling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah there was nothing, no alligator Loki stuff out there. I was sad. Huh. Too bad. So sad. Um, so let's move on to the rides and this one, Tommy. So I, did you ride the guardian tower of terror? Yeah, so Guardians has been there for a while now. That was like, they got rid of Tower of Terror, they did the Guardians one, and that was the only thing. And eventually they started building up the other one. So, yeah, I've done Guardians a lot. It's, again, as someone who loves Marvel stuff, loves the comics, there's tons of Easter eggs in this building. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I just started, because like, the, the line was actually moving pretty fast for that one, and we were like being led through like the mansion at the bottom. And there's like the the statue of the collector outside, so I guess like inside was all of his collections, and like we were going so quick, I was just like taking pictures. Like I was, like, I don't even have time to look at this. I'm like take pictures and study them later. But yeah, there was a a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, they had uh, what was it Ultron that was like, like they, had, they had an Ultron Sentry that was like all torn up in a case. Yeah. That was probably the coolest like visual in there, but there was, I mean, there was so much stuff that I was like, I was sure like most of it was going over my head even. Yeah. I'm probably going to forget stuff, but like, and they probably switched stuff out. Like I think when I went, I think Adam Warlock's pod was there. Um, oh yeah. Like there was a like, cool, like stuff from the comics even. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, I think they had some sort of like Howard the duck memento thing. I don't think it was him, but I think they had something oh. in reference to him. Like it was, it was pretty, Pretty cool. I think the Infinity Gauntlet was there, or like some not maybe not the Gauntlet, but there was like some sort of uh, OT. Yeah, there was some Chitarian weapons that I saw. Yeah, there was pretty cool stuff. There was there was too much there. It was, it was basically like the Doc Ondors of uh, of the Marvel place, but yeah. Um, as for the ride itself, so um, I, I'm not like so. I, I I don't know if anyone is familiar with like the original Tower of Terror or or this ride in general, but Basically, it's actually it was similar to uh, the Star Tour seating, right? It was kind of like a, it was almost like a, like you're on. I mean, it's like audience seating, right? But you're on a platform and it's an elevator and it, it it goes up and then it'll drop you down and you basically just go up and down. But it would like stop at different sections and again, it, it had those like really nice screens and you could see like the guardians and they were like doing their mission or whatever. Um, but that that was again that's not like my favorite type of ride where you're just going like up and down but um it, it was a lot of fun I, I i'll say that it, it felt like a party for me like everyone was like because they have the music they have that music blaring and uh you'll know you're out there's like i think i said earlier there's like different uh endings and you know you'll get a different one if the music is different there's like six different songs you could potentially get when you ride the ride and so each one will have a different video sequence uh, playing throughout 
and yeah, it's like whenever I went, it felt like a huge party. The big difference is I noticed between this and the Tower of Terror, the original, is like Tower of Terror will like stop when it gets to a, uh, a new floor. This one never stops. It is consistent. You're constantly hovering, feeling like, like, it, and it works because the whole thing is like they're trying to fix it, but it's like you don't really trust the Guardian. So, like, when everything's still shaky, you're like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work for me. This is- <laughs> Mike, were you muted? Uh, yeah, you basically you would stop in front of the screen, you'd watch the action, but the entire time you're bouncing and like that, like again, as somebody who doesn't like that type of ride, like each bounce you think you're about to drop again. So it's like it's very it's uh, it's terrifying, if you will. Yeah, it really is. But uh, I love and I love the video sequence. It kind of distracts you because it is like even more terrifying. But it kind of distracts you because everything feels so fun. Like like I said, there's like music and you're all like, I remember we were like dancing. Like, everyone I was with was like dancing along to it. <laughs> That's uh, there was a cool thing that like in during the mission briefing. So the whole thing is you're breaking the guardians out of some prison, and Rocket was already able to escape, and he's the one like recruiting you for help. So there's a cool little Rocket animatronic up in the uh bookcases of the collector's den and you know it, it was a pretty good uh animatronic i it was it was cute it was rocket um i took a picture of him and put him on my snapchat and i guess the angle made him look uh massive because i had a lot of people swiping up and asking i was like why is rocket so big <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no, there is uh it was cool because he, he's kind of like guiding you through the entire mission. And yeah, you see him originally at the start. He's like an animatronic. And then like before the ride starts, what's really cool is like uh, you, you you basically the elevator pulls out and then like it like sh- it cast a shadow of Rocket. And, and oh, yeah. you kind of like see him up there like running around and like plugging stuff in over his head. And that, that was cool. And then, of course, you'd see him in the screens later and stuff. So, um, yeah, Rock, that, that was – I'm a big Rocket fan too, so that was – all I loved all that. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, like, I remember too, like, this is another one where, like, the people working it – like, sometimes you got people who just read the lines, but there was a couple that I had that, like, improvised and, like, based on – I think when I went there was something coming out and, like, they, like, said something about the collector knowing about it or something. Like, they, like, infused – what we knew at the time with what their character was doing as the crown, as the collector's like assistant, you know? Hmm. Yes. So, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Probably like, uh, I can't speak for rise of resistance, obviously, but like probably the best ride at like actual ride, not necessarily experience or, but when it comes to like rise, that was probably the best one. Um, let's move on to the web slinger ride. And I'll get back to my little explanation to where I was having issues. I could not get into the virtual queue for Web Slingers, but Jake so kindly let me have his so I could do the Web Slinger since he got to do Rise of the Resistance. So I will do a spiel about this whole thing. First and foremost, I said that there was no lines with the virtual queue. That's a lie. Um, I did the virtual queue, and then I stood in line for two hours. Um, It was pretty grueling just, like, waiting, especially, like, Jake couldn't come with me, so I'm just, like, standing in line by myself for two hours. But um, once you got in, and this is, like, we've kind of talked about it with, uh, like, Hondo and and, uh, uh, Rocket, right? There's always, like, something to, like, stop you in the middle of the line. Like, there's always, like, something to do while you're waiting, I guess. And they had another one like that. And I'll say this because I guess, uh, again, we're talking about like these these nice screens and the technology they use. But um, 
I was really blown away because I didn't ride Rise of the Resistance. I think they have like a much clearer screen this time because it completely took me by surprise. So we're like standing in like this laboratory and there's like there's uh there's like vials and stuff in front of us. And then all of a sudden I see I see Tom Holland peek his head around around the corner. I was like, what? Like Tom Holland is here. And I was like, I was like freaking out. And like, it didn't seem like a rehearsed thing. Like he was like peeking in on the audience, to like see what it was like. So I was like, I was blown away. And then he comes out and it wasn't Tom Holland. It was just the screen, but it literally took me a second to realize it was not Tom Holland. Like I was really blown away by like the screen technology in there. Um, but basically the gist of the ride is I talked about those little Android spiders they had before. Um, basically, uh, Peter made a bunch of these and they're like taking over his class. And, and that's the whole thing. Um, but uh, the ride, you go down, you're sitting in these pods. I was, a, I was a, like a party of like four other women from like Switzerland or something. They didn't speak English, but um, I, I rode with them in this pod and there's like an opening and, and you're kind of like riding on this track. It's kind of like a train and you would like stop again at different screens, but what's really cool about it. So it was a web slinger thing. So um you would see the spiders come up on the screen and you would have to shoot your arms out in the formation of like the spider, the iconic uh, two fingers and the thumb Spider-Man shooty thing. And, but what it would do, it would like register every time you put your arm out. So you would see your web shooting into the screen and it was actually really well done. And you're basically just trying to kill spiders all the time. It was almost like an arcade game more than anything else. Um, but th- there was points where there was like 200 spiders. So you're just like spamming your arms back and forth. And like, I was like sore afterwards, but that that's kind of the gist of the whole ride. Um, it, it was a really cool experience and I'm grateful for my brother to have let me do that. Um, but I was exhausted <laughs> and I don't know if it was <laughs> as fun as Tower of Terror. Yeah. I think for, for me with Avengers, I feel like they have like, like Star Wars has Rise of Resistance, which is your like big, like uh, almost like movie esque ride, and I don't feel like Marvel has that yet. Like you could have done like a uh, Battle of New York, and you hit your you're racing through the tower, you know, the Avengers Tower, and trying to stop uh, the you know Loki. Um, but like it's still cool regardless. Like even if it doesn't have that level of like um, gravitas, it's still you know it's still cool. <laughs> But again, I, I was just blown away by like the actual technology. Like that, like I was just like so. Like there are multiple times where I'm like, "Is this real? Like, what am I looking at? Like, am I losing my mind?" Yeah, like, they have one of those kind of things for. We didn't talk about what's rise is like they. You can see Ray on like the what's it called the hologram that they like, and like it's mm-hmm. like a full. They the way they had whatever projections they have, it like it goes all the way around. So she's just like in the middle and you can see, you know, all the way around her, which is cool. Like that's cool. It felt like I was like in the movies where they're talking to Yoda on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. So let's move on to the food. And again, there was, there was one big place. It was Pim's lab. And, uh, this was a very Tommy. I think you're, you're, you're going to love Tim's lab. I don't know why it just gives me Tommy vibes. Like this is like totally your thing. So the, the gist of it is like, um, so you walk in and there's like this machine that like shrinks things and they have like a conveyor of like small, tiny little pretzels on the conveyor. 
and they would go through this machine and out on the other side comes like a gigantic pretzel and not like a big like pretzel you would get at like any other carnival it's like a gigantic pretzel for like three people to eat um so that but that that's kind of the gist there's all kinds of stuff like that we did get a pretzel um uh what else did we get what, what do we eat jake I don't we got remember. we got two uh paninis that's right and what was cool about the food is that they you know they came on like a metal tray and then like a like a little sheet on the tray and each I be, I'm almost certain each food is like worked on by a different student or a different scientist in the uh, Marvel universe. So ours was done by you know we had the paninis and they were done by um Scott Lang right Scott Lang yeah 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 um <clears throat> I even think like his daughter has like a project in there that she's been working on. Uh, I don't remember what the pretzel was, but the pretzel was pretty good. The food was pretty good. Um, the panini had this little marinara dip. It was great. Had an arugula salad on the side. I almost felt healthy there for a second. Um, but yeah, no, Pim's, Pim's lab was a, was a really interesting experience uh, besides having to wait for like three hours to get food. <laughs> yeah, that virtual queue was much longer than uh, Ogus Cantina. Do you think they, oh, should, yeah. they should add in like a little fun play area and like it will be like a giant slide and then like little tiny like uh, teeter totter or something like a little seesaw, that would, that would like like a ball pit of like beads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was like inside there, there was like giant ketchup and mustard bottles that were like sitting uh like on the on like the counters and there there's all kinds of like fun little stuff like that in there the cool i think the coolest thing was the bar area where like the tap beer was the taps were like coming out of a gigantic beer can so it looked like they had like punctured the side of the beer can and they're like <laughs> filling it from there so uh that that was really there, cool. and, and the beer can had like all sorts of like if you look closely it had all sorts of um easter eggs on it, like this beer was Chacharian charged and it's like the beer was called like silver age or something, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think it would like, there was one other place Jake that we didn't go to. What was like the stand called? Oh, I forgot about that. There was a stand. Yeah. I forgot. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it, it served two desserts. It, it had like a rolled up churro that was pineapple flavored, but it was green. And then they had this cosmic orb that I really wanted to try. That was like this crusty chocolate on the outside, but this like soft, like raspberry cream cheese filling or not cream cheese, like cheesecake filling. And I really wanted to try that. I'm bummed. We forgot about that. Yeah. Did they have the uh, shawarma? Cause I, I've heard they, they're going to do a shawarma. Stand. Oh yeah. 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 There was so two that, shawarma stands. Yeah. We didn't go there, oh. but, um, Again, the the line like the lines were like killer at this place. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and granted, it's newer than Galaxy's Edge. It's actually brand new. So yeah, it was all sorts of lines. But yeah, so I, uh, I the other thing on my list here is is characters. But I think what we talked about those uh, a fair bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Tommy. Do you have any questions about uh, Avengers Campus? I mean, uh... no. I mean, you painted a good picture for me. Uh, 
I guess like you talked a little bit about the stories. Like, was there anything else besides the Spider-Man story? Was there other cool stories around with cool merchandise? Or? That's what I was really kind of uh, uh, most bummed out about was probably the stories because it really there was the one Spider-Man theme store, but I at least we didn't find a store that like had like. I mean, general... there was there was one like kind of um, stand in the middle of the park that had like like a like a t-shirt and a jacket and some action figures but like we found a stand just like this at galaxy's edge where like me and michael both bought like three things from this one stand like it wasn't as cool as like the event or as the galaxy's edge one i almost bought a jacket but i spent so much money at galaxy's edge that i was like i really shouldn't <laughs> it was like dangerous Maybe they'll have more stuff in the future because you would imagine they would have right. something like what they had at Star Wars, where you have like the you know Iron Man glove, and you have like uh, maybe that's the doors you were trying to enter in, Michael. You were in their hush hush project. Yeah, there's something yeah. else going on in there for sure. So. We'll get to the bottom of it, Marvel. You can't get anything past us. <laughs> we'll figure they, it out. They had like guards standing in front of that door. I was like, there's something. Oh yeah, you gotta do a distraction. Oh yeah. Run in. <laughs> I'll 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 distract him with something. Yeah. No, but like my uh my friend Luke texted me and said, "Hey, if you see Thor's hammer, buy it for me." I was like, "If I see Thor's hammer, I might get two of them, one for me and one for you." But they didn't have like that uh that kind of stuff. But I will say like uh kind of like the the mouse droid it, it uh there was something similar to that. It it uh <laughs> it was this it was Iron Man's gauntlet and basically but it wasn't like it wasn't like a cool prop. What it was is a coupled. So you put this glove on and you basically, you can put a drink in the hand and you can't really do anything else with it. The hand so, was like molded like this and stayed like this in a cup formation. And you just put your like bottle of diet Coke in there. And then you're walking around like that. There was a button on it that you can press and like the stones would light up. But I, I didn't think that like, I don't know. I didn't want a twenty-five dollar cup holder. Personally. You could like you could get it so you could put a sword through it, and then a little bit because oh. then you could hold a sword, a lightsaber, even. Yeah, <laughs> crossing worlds. Um, but with that being said, I think that that kind of closes out everything that uh, uh, Jake. We'll, we'll have to go back to Disneyland and like explore uh, actually other disneyland stuff because uh, yeah i think i think the next thing on the on our docket is is that we want to go to the star cruiser that's opening in uh 2022 and that'll be just like a hotel two night hotel experience where you can check out the command deck and like there's like even bigger bars and restaurants in there and all sorts of things to do i'm really looking forward to that it's going to destroy every bit of savings i have but i'll do it i'm i'm willing i i haven't heard i i know like when galaxy's edge was like first being when it was like first being constructed they talked about this place and i haven't heard any new information so i don't know what is still true or not but i do remember them talking about this years ago and like one of the things that they would tell you is like uh you had to wear like this star wars themed outfit when you're in there is that still a thing do you know about that uh like having to wear like an outfit that'd be really cool i'm totally down for that but i know you get like a you get your own persona and backstory and i don't know but maybe like the 
the crew might be aware of some certain people or there might be like one guy that's wanted. So like, keep your eye out for this one passenger because he stole some Corellian spice, stuff like that. This is like turning into Westworld. <laughs> it's, it's getting too deep. See, but I like that. I remember when I, they first talked about this, I read that and I was like, it's going to be like Westworld. Like this is what it should be is like your, your actions in the park have impact, but I wish it had more impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that's all we got for you guys for for Galaxy's Edge and Avengers Campus. Um, uh, Tommy, I, I don't know if you brought any any rec. I have a recommendation today. Uh, I think Jake does too. So um, we will go into some recommendations to close us out here. And uh, mine's gonna be something like probably a little bit different. Something that uh, I don't think that. Um, like, I don't think I, I will ever get Jake to watch the show, for instance, but maybe I can convert some of you. Um, and I know we have, like, reality TV fans that listen to this podcast, so, so maybe maybe you, you probably know about it. You're just you're still on the fence. But I, I, my recommendation this week is Love Island. So right now, the U.S. version of Love Island is premiering on CBS, and it is, it, it's a wild show. So basically what it is, um, you get put on this island and you're forced to couple up with each other. And if you don't get coupled up, you're eliminated. And then throughout the season, more people will come in and try to like disrupt the couples. Um, and again, I know like, like, especially like if you're like a survivor fan, it's not like that. There's no like strategic angle to it. Right. But I think what's interesting about it is it's like pure emotion and it's like just pure drama at all times. And, uh, it's kind of my guilty pleasure. I realized that, um, uh, a lot of people aren't interested in like this trashy love show, but uh, it's way more captivating than you might think. And I will have to, I- I'll shift my my recommendation to the UK version, which I believe is streaming on Hulu. And the UK version is significantly better than the US version. If you're not going to watch the UK version, still watch the US version because it's worth it. But the UK version is wild. Like they're crazy over there when it comes to reality TV. So um, that's my recommendation this week. It is Love Island um jake what do you got so mine is a video game that i just started playing last night and have been playing today a little bit um maybe about three hours deep it's called a plague tale innocence i just Um, started this too sorry is it because i texted you about it no i've had it downloaded on my computer for like two months i just started playing it though oh nice yeah uh great minds think alike sorry to derail it's all like good. I played it last night and I was going to play it after this. So, just... yeah. So, it, it's based in like 13th century uh, France. And you are a daughter of a noble knight. And I won't get too much into it, but basically, in this area, there's a serious, serious plague going on. And something happens where you and your brother have to go find someone. I, I'm trying to like avoid because it's one of those games where spoilers. Like you can jump. I don't want to spoil the whole premise, but it's really interesting. It's a, it's an adventure game. Um, very story driven for those that are like, and I like story games, but I'm not too much in RPG elements. It's pretty simple. I mean, you pick up some stuff and you craft a little bit to help you in like the few combat instances you have, but it's more puzzles and cut scenes and the beauty of the game. It's a, it's a gorgeous game. And, uh, I really suggest. It. I'm excited to play through and finish this because 
uh, a play tale requiem should be coming out at some point relatively uh, i want to i want to throw this on the just to like prepare people for what they're getting into and this 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 is not a spoiler it happens within like the first two minutes of the game um but you know how people like google like before they see a movie that has a dog in it and they're like does the dog die and like mm-hmm. most movies, they're like not dark enough to kill a dog. This game kills a dog in the first two minutes, and it's brutal. And that's the kind it's, of yeah. It's game. not. It's not like a light death scene. It's like oh god. <laughs> Tommy's shaking his head. I, I know, but it's very much like if you're into like uh, The Last of Us, right? So far, I'm getting like those types of vibes where it's very. First and foremost, it's a very dark game, but um, it's also a very like simple story-driven game. So yeah, I'm doubling down on that recommendation there um tommy do you have a recommendation for us yeah i will recommend not to be confused with the black widow villain but i will recommend the tv show taskmaster it is a british show and it's a game show and basically there's just five comedians that sit on a stage or like they get basically given task and they have to do these wacky tasks and they can be anything from uh physical of like Eat, how much of this watermelon can you eat? And then there's a judge who like gives points to the specific people. It kind of has that like uh, like who's on kind of like improv because they're comedians and they're bantering about their tasks and stuff. But it's a lot of fun. Anyone who I know has been recommended it like instantly binges it the minute they start it because it's just a very easy show and like a very uh, fun show. Nice. I've never seen that, but I've also heard a lot of good things. So uh, Taskmaster. Um... But yeah, speaking of Taskmaster, I want to do. A, I want to remind you guys. Later this week, Tommy and I will be doing our Black Widow podcast, which I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I'm gonna. I'll be buying it on uh, Disney Plus because uh, uh, first and foremost, I, I like spoiler alert for our podcast. I really like it, so uh, I'm excited to watch it again, and I'm excited to talk about it. But Jake, uh, this is. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Uh, I don't know if you want to like. I'll give you a second if you want to like tell people where they can find you on the internet or plug something. I don't know. Whatever you got for the people. Uh, don't really have any active projects right now, but if you want to find me, I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me on wide.awake.jake. Um, that's where I'm usually at. Um, besides that, just find me in the streets being a homeboy. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys, so I will start to close us out here. Uh, first and foremost, I got to thank Aaron Robertson for doing our music and Ethan Kellum for doing our logo. Uh, I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, five-star reviews. And just actually, I'll say it like this. Uh, just like the Uber driver that picked us up from Disneyland, I'll call it five points. Give us five point. Give us a five-point <laughs> review. Uh, also, <laughs> please, please subscribe. And tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Star Wars Pod. And we have a Discord too, where we kind of chat and we have different topics that we talk about. So if you're interested in, interested in that, uh, send us a message. We'll get you a link. And uh, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you later this week. Bye. <laughs>